0: It's the Lockdown Hornets NBA Draft Special. What are they going to do at 13 and 15? Are they going to trade it? Which prospects do we like the best? We'll talk about all of that today to get you ready for the NBA Draft right here on the Lockdown Hornets Podcast. You are Lockdown Hornets, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, we we live. We live. it is locked on hornets a part of the locked on podcast network coming at you for really to us the second straight time we are putting this out there back to back we're recording back to back we're going to be putting this episode out on the thursday morning and once we do that we're not exactly sure if mike d'antoni is going to be the head coach of the charlotte hornets and so this is what happens we are traveling we have very busy thursdays the problem is We can't do a show in the morning, but we can do it after the draft. And so we are going to be there for you. During the NBA draft, right afterwards, we'll talk about what they decide to do, trade it, use the picks, both of them just one, all of those different outcomes. We are going to so talk about it. So
1: many options. So
0: many options. And then we're also going to put that out there on the stream Friday, too. So if you miss it Thursday night, you can still catch it on Friday. We'll be joining, I think I'll be joining Lockdown NBA once they go through the entire draft. And so you can still access us in a lot of different ways. I have a wedding uh tomorrow or friday i have a baby yeah you I know mean, look it's a it's a whole bunch of different stuff going on in our lives um so that's why we're doing it this way sorry if my d'antoni news breaks well, it probably if will something
1: happens we'll hop back on here i'll hop back okay we will figure it out okay
0: okay we'll figure it out there you go i give Doug. the
1: people what they want they look, you the do youtube fam knows i don't i'm on it you're the I professional don't. you go on wcnc right. you go on lockdown nba i'm right here with the commenters, with the people. Right, I'm a man of the people.
0: You are. You are a people person, Doug, and I appreciate you for that. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter, Walker Mail, Doug Branson, LOH, show handle, Twitter Locked On, Hornets. Doug, the NBA draft is finally here. Look, man, I love the NBA draft. Do you still get excited for it like you did as a kid? Or did, I? you kind of came into the game a little later, though, right? Like you were, what, a teenager when you were a fan of the Hornets?
1: No, no, I was a fan of the Hornets when when I was just a just a wee lad. But then watching. you came back
0: once they left, you gave it up, yeah. and then you came back after a while, right? Gotcha.
1: Yeah, my 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 first Hornets team was the uh, you know Glenn Rice variety. It was uh, okay. post post the muggsy LJ era, uh, but yeah. So um, I I like the draft. I love mock drafts. I like the draft. <laughs> you do. But I like seeing the ball hit the hardwood, and and I, I like game action. Okay, Walker, mm-hmm. I'm I, I enjoy the draft, but you know it's so much of it is like smoke and mirrors and people trying to fool other people and trades and and all of that can be exciting on the day of. The lead up exhausts me a little bit, and this year more than any has exhausted me because the options are are so bountiful for the Hornets because they own two first round picks and they've got. A, a big hole at the center position that they need yeah. to fill. Can they do it?
0: Yeah, that. Let's talk about that first and foremost. If you are asking the question, what the Hornets need to accomplish with this draft, maybe you question. do trade 13 and 15 for Miles Turner or Jakob Purtle. Maybe you trade just one of them and then use that other pick. Maybe you use that pick and you draft Jalen Duran or Mark Williams. The common thread there is the fact that all of them play the center position, and it is the number one thing that the Hortons need to address. Even if you trade for a Miles Turner, Doug, I still think you need to draft a center because of the one year left on Miles Turner's deal. We don't want to just put a Band-Aid over that position for one year, have that player be gone, and then have to address this once again. You need to draft and fix the center spot via tonight as well as you know what could possibly take place in free agency but it's, it starts tonight 13 and 15 take care of it because we're tired of talking about it
1: what they need to accomplish in this draft is to give fans some indication as to the direction of this team in the immediate future next season We probably won't have much clarity on the head coaching position as of Wednesday, 11 a.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We don't know who that head coach. We might know prior to the draft, but we don't know right now. So the clarity needs to come from the maneuvering that they do in this draft because you have to remember – They've got this uh, big signing that they have to figure out with Miles Bridges. They are not, listen, this team is not going to be a big player in the free agent market. This is their opportunity if they want to bring in a veteran to anchor the middle of this defense, something that they did not have last season that constantly hurt this team, hurt their potential to even get into the playoffs. They got blown out for a second straight year in the play-in. If fans are to have any hope, that this team can legitimately contend for a playoff spot in the regular season and possibly even win a playoff series something they they haven't done in a <laughs> in a very very long time that it has to start on draft night with them making some moves that can solidify that position.
0: Mark Williams has to be the most realistic option with either one of these draft picks, right?
1: I think so. I mean it, that that seems to be the player that fits all of the things that you need. Could could immediately contribute. Probably not in a starting role, uh, but has the size, uh, has the experience at at a big program. Uh, knows how to play defense. Has the willingness to play defense to block shots. Has some offensive upside as well. Uh, you know now defensively is he going to be like one of these bigs who uh, can can switch a ton. I'm not sure about that, but we don't know who if the next head coach is going to prioritize that. Honestly, like James Borrego was big on switching the defense, but this next head coach that comes in might be more inclined to, to go to more drop coverage, which would suit a Mark Williams or whoever is going to be the starting center next season.
0: Well, Mike D'Antoni isn't necessarily a drop coverage defender. We just know what with, with his role with the Houston Rockets. You know, you're you're he's switching ask, a lot of he's that. He's
1: asked the assistant that handles the defense, kind of defensive coach. Like, hey, yeah, that, I don't know
0: what's he doing. I'm I'm worried yeah. about how hey, fast hey, these Jeff, guys are getting up and down the floor. Jeff, we we, we do are, are we dropping? Are we? Oh, we're switching. All right. Yeah. Hold on one second. Yeah, we're switching here. Jeff Houston says we're Rockets. switching. Yeah. All right. That's what we're rolling with. So maybe. Mark Williams doesn't fit that bill, but I you know my feelings on Mark Williams as far as how what I would be happy with the most realistic option. The only reason we're not saying Jalen Duran is the most realistic is because there is a high possibility, even a probability that he'll be gone by the time that 13th overall pick rolls around now the news rolling out the last couple of days and this coming from a pretty good source doug zach Lowe on the low post podcast okay. did say that he's hearing out of the new york knicks camp that they're leaning more towards re-signing mitchell robinson if that happens one common theme you've seen a part of these mock drafts it's been the knicks either picking jalen duran mark williams or ty ty washington Really more so Jalen Duran though, because nobody's picking him before then. Maybe Spurs, maybe the Wiz. Spurs. But, I,
1: I don't think Wizards. Yeah. I think Spurs, uh, that's going to be your major threat other than the Knicks.
0: But but if you eliminate one of those, being the point, right, that bodes well for Charlotte because it's pretty clear. They need to go ahead and draft Jalen Duran if he's available. If you want him, I imagine teams are going to be calling up with Oklahoma City, who owns 12 right now, to say, hey, we need to jump Charlotte because we want this center I hope that doesn't happen. That would be a killer, right? Like that, that would, if he was right there at 12, Oklahoma City already drafted Chet Holmgren. Hey, th- those two can play together, but you wouldn't think that they would go after Durin and Holmgren. Another team jumps in front of the Hornets right before they can take him. I mean, Doug, how frustrating would that be?
1: It would be extremely frustrating, but going back to that initial question of what they need to accomplish in this draft, I think the organization needs to start prioritizing the defensive end on the of the floor and in, in these draft picks. Um, it's something, you know, they they've been very heavy on BPA, and and I pry, you know, I, I salute them on that. Great job, and, and it's worked out in in several of these drafts under the Miss uh regime. But I, I think you know when you're talking about these late lottery picks, it's it's very likely that these players aren't going to contribute mightily in, in their first season with the Charlotte Hornets because you've got a lot of players that they drafted last season that they have to start working into the rotation, right? So I would like to see them start to build up a backbench of players that prioritize the defensive end of the floor. If it's Mark Williams, if it's Jeremy Sohan, if it's, uh, you know, if you look into the second round, if it's Walker Kessler, I just want players that really – command attention on the defensive end of the floor. I'll give you another name. Marjan Beauchamp has done it in G League Unite. It just prides himself on defense. Wants to play defense. That's something we didn't see with the Charlotte Hornets team last season. A lot of players that wanted to play defense. I want to see them draft a few guys like that.
0: Yeah, I think there are a couple of other names there that would make sense. In fact, maybe we touch on that in the next segment. Coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. I'm We'll get away from some of the center conversation, still mention it, but also talk about some of the other names that might make make sense if they keep both of those picks. What are some of the other guys that could be there as a Charlotte Hornet, uh, maybe on the perimeter, helping LaMelo Ball, being that secondary ball handler, continuing to talk prospects coming up on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. All right, let me give this a shot. Boom shakalaka nailed it we have big news the one the only nba jam is back arcade one up the leader in at home retro arcade games is not only bringing the best game ever back but they've made it bigger than ever with a wait for it shack edition machine Man, it's one of the first sports games ever to feature real and digitized NBA-licensed teams. No fouls, no free throws, no quarters required. Compete with friends and family through the all-new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. You can pre-order now from ArcadeOneUp.com. That's Arcade, the number one, up. for an estimated early September ship date. Arcade 1-Up is the place for fun. They've got even more classics like Golden Tee, Mortal Kombat, and many others starting at just $399. You can check this out as well. They're giving away an NBA Jam Shack edition to a Locked On listener. Enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade1up.com slash Locked On. That's Arcade, the number one, up dot com slash locked on. You've got till July eighth to uh, enter and win NBA Jam Shack Edition console. That's so great! Don't miss out. Enter today. Who are you going to play with? Who are the Hornets going to draft? We have that question to ask again coming up in the next segment on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets.
1: I'm a fantastic Googler. I'm bad at logging in. If they were to do sort of a scouting report of of me and my ability to use the internet.
0: Todd, 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 Todd. Yeah. I, Excellent Googler. Not a very good guy that's logging in. Yeah. Very good at interrupting the host anytime he's trying to go on a rant. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. I got a question for you, Doug. Hit me. Would you like to hear my top five slash six big board for most realistic options for the Charlotte Hornets at number 13 and 15?
1: Oh, would I ever. A little pre-draft special big board hit me.
0: Okay. Rank radio, baby. This is how we do it. All right. Number one, as is your number one, I would imagine. Do you want to go? Let's go five. You're the producer. Let's go five. All right. Let's start at five. Number five, A.J. Griffin. Out of Duke.
1: (laughs) Oh, wait. I had the fanfare, but I had it turned down. Hold on. Here we go. Do it again.
0: Okay. Number (laughs) five. You didn't hear it. It's all a dream. (sighs) I messed up. It's in your imagination. At number five, A.J. Griffin wing out of Duke. There you go. Um, I don't like it. A.J. Griffin. Yeah, but he's been a guy that's been sliding and... This goes against everything you believe in when it comes to the NBA draft. A.J. Griffin is that player. He fits that profile of somebody sliding, and you don't love it, and you want to stay away from him. I just think that he's going to be too talented if, you know, these top four guys are gone as well. A.J. Griffin is talented enough for you to take a chance on him at 13, despite some of the high school injuries, despite the slow start that it took for him to get going at Duke, despite maybe not even showing up in that North Carolina NCAA tournament game, the guy can still stroke it as well as anybody in this NBA draft, not named Jabari Smith. You know, you have some Kelly Kellen Grady's as well. But A.J. Griffin shot the lights out, has enough athleticism, has defensive problems. I get that. I just think the talent is there for you to go ahead and address that 13 and 15 if some of these other names are off of the board. No, so, look, 7-foot wingspan,
1: you've, well, you've got the tools to be a good defensive player, and you couldn't even do it in college. You don't show up on the big stage. Mm. You'd be you'd be totally buying in on the shooting, and I just have too many Malik Monk nightmares uh to you know go in on. You call them them nightmares, I call them dreams. Yeah, well it didn't those dreams were uh, were
0: answered and nobody saw it. It's a shame. It really is. All right. Let's go to number four. Malik Monk
1: showed up against Carolina.
0: He did, big time in the NCAA tournament. All right, number four. You ready? Yep. Okay, number four, somebody I've mentioned before. Jalen Williams.
1: Wow, with the with the number fifteen yeah. pick.
0: That's right, or thirteen. I don't care. Whoa. Like I mean, th- this is this is the realistic. This is the the realistic options off of the board, right? Like you you get this is basically. Yeah, we're not including you're not, Chet yeah, Holmgren. We're not
1: talking about Dyson Daniels or Shaden Sharp right. or Keegan Murray. You know, these guys right. that are projected in the six to eight to nine range, right?
0: Doug, I, as far as I mean, I I, I needed to talk myself down. In order to not rank him too high, well, I, I love rising. him. He's rising. He's a riser. I, I know, man. I just think
1: Paul Riser. The guy. About you. You're mad about Jalen because he's that, a riser. That's,
0: that's his nickname, Paul Reiser, out of Santa Clara. Let's draft him here in Charlotte. I'm ready. I think he's an Paul Riser's an excellent athlete. How you know, many? Showed, how many?
1: <laughs> how many viewers got a Mad About You reference? Do you think?
0: I don't, man. What it's? Um, I barely got it. Like that is that is I me know. exiting that, and so I'm. That's I'm why just you do
1: happy. the TV hits because you got that young, beautiful face.
0: Mm, thank you very much. That doesn't you, know you about Mad About You. That's the third time you've said that. Stop Helen disparaging Hunt. yourself. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're, I, I, we ta- yeah, I think man. we
1: talked about Twister in an episode, an episode or two ago. Helen Hunt. We did. We did. Mad about you.
0: Um, man, we, we, we went, we went way off. We just had Paul riser. a Riser. show That's how meeting. we got
1: there. He's a riser. Jalen Williams is a riser. Yeah. Go on.
0: Look, I, analytics love him, right? Scores in transition, scores in the pick and roll. He's that ball handler. He can also, uh, jump out of the gym with what he was measured to the combine, really long wingspan, seven, two and a half to be a six, six guard who had a late growth spurt, late development in college. But once he did, he just dominated competition and did so. Yes, in a not power five conference, but it's it's the WCC, which had a a lot of really strong teams this past Mm -hmm. year Uh, at the combine in those five and on five drills. Jalen was the best player on the floor. I absolutely love Jalen Williams. Um, I would take him ahead of a lot of other players there um, where the Hornets are picking.
1: Well, here's a question. If a Jalen Williams or an A.J. Griffin or let's say Sohan falls to 13 and they end up making that selection, even if Mark Williams is available to them, do you immediately start to get suspicious that that 15 pick is moving for a veteran
0: center? I, I think you have to. It better, right? That, that would be the only way that allows that to be acceptable, because I, I just spoke glowingly about Jalen Williams, and yet you just can't draft him instead of Mark Williams or Jalen Duran. There's just no way. And there's a couple of other names I'm going to mention, too. But you just can't draft those guys a different position unless you bring in a veteran. It is a lot more palatable. To bring in one of those other players, if Miles Turner or Jakob Pertl is the center that you traded 15 and salary filler for, but I mean, Doug, imagine not walking away with the center after after tonight. That, that can't happen. Um, okay. Yeah, and I and I think
1: I think you know of the players that I'm looking at here that that project either as a great rim protection player or a great wing defensive player. I see a few more guys who could come in and immediately, like next season, contribute off the bench as a wing defender than I do players that could do. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like if you if the Hornets feel like either Mark Williams is going to drop to 15 and they want to use both picks or they want to go out and find that guy who can immediately contribute rim protection wise in a trade scenario. I would be more comfortable with them going after a a Beauchamp or a, a Beauchamp, however you say it, And uh, or or a Jeremy Sohan, you know, or an Abaji, who, you know, I think could – not, you know, that's a little bit more of a risk on the defensive end, but, but certainly is another name that could come in and immediately contribute. All
0: right, number three, I think he's going to fit that analysis better than anybody else on this list. So coming in at number three – He's been sliding a little too. I'm going to go Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin.
1: I don't think he's going to be there. I don't yeah, think, I, I don't think it's, he's going to be
0: gonna, there. I, I think it's close enough to include him in this conversation. I've seen him fall enough to the Hornets and Mox that I think it's okay to include him. If he does fall, then I think that would be great. I think he would be a good secondary ball handler. I, I, I like guys that can dribble the basketball and be creative with it. I just think it puts so much more pressure on the defense, out on the perimeter. So when we're talking about somebody like A.J. Griffin, the reason he falls, like, wait, you want Jalen Williams above A.J. Griffin? The ball handling ability and the passing is what separates that. Even with A.J. Griffin having some really good, very low turnover numbers, right? It's just that... Yes Duke had a ton of ball handlers on that squad I understand why that wouldn't take place for him where you just put him on the perimeter have him drive and shoot but there's a reason that he was behind the pecking order from Paulo Boncaro to Jeremy Roach to Trevor Keels like I I get all that but Jalen can handle Johnny Davis can handle he can create his own Mm -hmm. shot he's tough and strong and also defensively can provide a lot of problems, just does a lot of things well. If Johnny Davis falls and you've taken care of your center problem, Johnny Davis is uh, one of the guys that I would have as a yes, win, check that box off.
1: Yeah, it'd be so nice to pair a secondary ball handler and somebody who can contribute on the defensive end next to LaMelo Ball because it takes Mm -hmm. pressure off of LaMelo Ball to do both of those things and allows him to play to his strengths. I mean, I think, you know, obviously LaMelo Ball – is better off the catch-and-shoot three than he is off the pull-up three. So, like, I would want him in those situations more next season than he was in the previous season. So, you know, I I just – I think that if they have that opportunity to go find that secondary ball handler for the future, somebody to replace Terry Rozier, and maybe immediately if they end up trading Terry Rozier, I think that would be a good move.
0: Yeah, the efficiency, scary, but also I think forced to take a lot of bad shots with Wisconsin because he was the guy. So I I don't worry about that. Plenty of shot makers
1: on this team as it as it's currently constructed.
0: Sure enough. All right. Number two, it center position is going to be packaged a little differently. So for this the context of this conversation, number two on my list is Malachi Branham out of Ohio State. So I love Malachi efficiency is just too through the roof with his scoring ability at Ohio State his one year he played I think he is a very creative ball handler I think he is good in pick and roll I think he does an excellent job of getting past guys and kind of having you know putting guys on his hip to where they can't get in front of him the mid-range game is there he shot well at the rim he shot 40% from three Uh, just an extremely efficient basketball player his one year at Ohio State defensively yeah a little scary. I don't think that his defense is awful, though. Like, I think he can come into that. He's not a bad athlete, the test of the combine. He's not exceptional, but he's not bad. I just think he's one of those guys that is really creative offensively that could help, that doesn't sacrifice a ton on defense. Malachi Branham would be the next on my list. What do you think? Any, any I put ideas on in a that? Categor-
1: well, I put Branham in a category with Mark Williams, and that category is. Players that I can't get people to say bad things about, and yet they still are late lottery picks. Like I just Yeah, don't, well, like, and not in my
0: world, right? But totally get that. Like, that's what yeah, continues like, to happen. Yeah, like, what's
1: the problem? Like, I, I see, you know, blurbs on Brandon that are like, he could be the most talented player in the draft. And it's like, well, why isn't he a top five <laughs> pick then? And why are you projecting yeah. to 16?
0: I, I think he doesn't – it's not like he has the best body in the world. The shot's a little out in front, and so maybe people are worried about his ability to shoot from deep. You know, it's not like he's the strongest guy. And so, like, maybe some of the body limitations, the, the defense wasn't exceptional either. And so maybe so, that's what's... So well, I'm yeah.
1: hearing a lot of meh. I'm hearing a lot of Malachi Brandon. That's
0: what <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm hearing. That's a good player hater And You don't even want to do it. Don't take my thunder. Um, But no, that's a great <laughs> one. Malachi Me- Brandon is damn good. All right. Do you have any? Do you have... So this is something we used to I do on the show a lot. You no, have them. You prepare them. I have because there's something we used to do, that, used to do on the show up?
1: where every every year the draft would come along and you know we, we, everybody would be so high on all of these prospects and, and just like we're talking about Malachi Branham can't get anyone to say a bad word about him somehow he's ranked 18th in this ESPN mock draft so we were we were wanting to counter that a little bit with the player haters ball where we just came up with uh, you know hater hater names for these prospects so Malachi Branham would be an example uh, Walker do you want to give one and then maybe we can get to a few more in the third segment.
0: Yeah, let's let's do that and then I'll finish up with my one B and one A examples on uh on the guys that I would be most thrilled with, most happy with. Um, so Benny Mathurin has been projected to possibly be a Victor Oladipo comparison, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um I think it's more like a Victor Oh hell no comparison. That's a sick, That's burn. A sick,
1: burn. That's a sick oh! burn. Oh
0: there you got go. Him. Player hater comps. We've got more. All right. One B, Doug. Pretty simple. One B is Mark Williams. One A, one A is Jalen Duran. That's it. And so, if if Jalen Duran is your thirteenth pick, Mark Williams goes out the window, and then those guys move up. That's why I decided to do it like that. And so, if Mark if Jalen Duran's gone, you pick Mark Williams, and then you can kind of go in that order. So. That was my top five, top six hybrid for who I would like the Hornets to take and uh, most realistic options there. I think the Hornets would walk away with a pretty good draft on that uh, on that end. You want to move on, Doug? Let's get to your big board. You released one on Twitter. You want to say it here on the pod coming up? Yeah, let's do, let's do it real quick. Okay. No
1: analysis needed. Here's my top five big board. Here we go. At number five, Lonnie Walker. <laughs> I still I, believe. I do, too. I'm with I'll you in that. I still believe in you. Uh, number four, Byron Mullins.
0: Seven feet of smooth. Gotta be mentioned.
1: Number three, Byron Mullins. Mm.
0: Also out of Ohio State. Awesome career with the Buckeyes. <laughs> you can't even help yourself. Even in my
1: ridiculousness, you have to throw I need a scout, I need a scouting report on Byron mm-hmm. Mullins. Number two, BJ
0: Mullins. Mm. Can handle a little bit, not exactly the strongest guy, but does have the athleticism to finish and dunk on some people
1: including LaMarcus Aldridge, number one on my big board, Jalen Duran.
0: Ah, so almost the same, right? O- ours were really close. They, they were so close. Um, but we do have the same exact number one guy on that board. All right, coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We conclude the NBA draft special by talking some more about the guys we didn't mention in our top five, plus player-hater comps. We forgot about it at least a year, maybe two, but we're bringing them back and we're going to be hating. It's the one segment of the year where you can absolutely undeniably call us haters. That's coming up next on the and second Hornets round podcast. picks, second round picks too. I forgot. It's the Mason Plumley. Sorry, Mason. Sorry. Second rounders. We'll talk about you coming up next. You are listening to the locked on Hornets podcast. David, it, the show's barely ooh, been on. For how
1: are these years. injuries going to affect the Hornets ability to beat the Miami Heat? I'm going to go get some more buttermilk while you talk about that. (laughs) Get more Hornets analysis on LockedOnHornets.com.
0: We conclude the NBA draft special going to be fun tonight excited for it finally we answer a ton of questions we'll come on afterwards and talk about it that will be the friday episode i'll also join Lockdown nba to talk about what the hornets decided to do i don't know if i'm gonna hop on twice i don't even know what the format's gonna be here I do. I do. You think I just probably talk after the fifteenth pick, Doug? Or are they going to have me on after thirteen and fifteen?
1: I think it's both. Yeah, you're going to be doing. You're going to be doing some yammering after the thirteenth and the fifteenth pick. And if they make a trade beforehand, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll be called upon. It's all immediate. So if something happens, <laughs> you know, give yeah. it a few minutes, and you'll see Walker's face on our YouTube channel, on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. It's going to be all over the place. Should be a fun time.
0: Should be a lot of fun. Got a lot of hits, man. The NBA draft, it's crazy, especially around the Charlotte Hornets because of what they've been rumored to be uh, doing here and there. But um, yeah, make sure you check us out later on. We're going to be anywhere you get your podcast. All right. Some of the names we didn't mention there, Doug, that we've kind of talked about. So I I didn't bring in a Jeremy Sohan. Jeremy Sohan. Um, I, I just, for me, defensively, he does have the ability to be special he is an athlete he can guard a lot of different positions and that would fit i just don't know if i get the same type of passing feel dribbling feel from jeremy as everybody else does i think everything every we we can all agree that jeremy sohan doesn't shoot very well i mean that that's one thing that everybody understands maybe i just don't see the offensive upside as much so as everybody else does to coincide with the defensive ability and I would rather take my chance on some of the players that I just mentioned a part of the top five before Jeremy Sohan who I mean maybe it's been like a very slow fall I don't know if you've gotten that kind of gotten that same feel in mock drafts for him what do you think about Jeremy Sohan?
1: I mean, I, I like him as a, as a defensive prospect. And, and, yeah.
0: Whatever you, th- I mean, honestly,
1: whatever you think about the offense, if, if this were a top three pick, then, then I'd be super worried about it. You know, are we going to find ourselves in, a, in another MKG situation? It, it really is how you view any draft. Do you view it as an opportunity, every first round pick, especially a lottery pick, as an opportunity to try to find a hidden gem, to try to find a player that's going to end up, you know, beating all of the projections? Or do you try to go and say, hey, this player, has one skill that will translate and and you know in in workouts or in conversations we've had about this player we feel like that there's a chance that those other skills could come along but even if those other skills don't come along this is an easily translatable skill that will allow us to make him a part of the rotation eventually you know and I think the hornets are in that sort of enviable situation that they could make that assessment because they do have a lot of players that they've drafted in the past that they still have to find minutes for. They've got some veterans. They've got an established core. This isn't a teardown situation where you're going to a, immediately look to play these players' significant minutes. So I, I, I think if you can find in, in one of these first-round picks an opportunity to take a player that has one translatable defensive skill then I'm okay with it with the with the with the chance being that that player never turns out to be much offensively,
0: so you talk about Jeremy Sohan. I feel like I need to call him Jeremy no chance. That's what I would do we're
1: here all burn. segment.
0: Um Ochai Abaji, also not in my top five. You just have this undeniable feeling that he is going to be taken by the Charlotte Hornets because he feels like that kind of pick. And I don't know if I can disagree with you. We've just seen it so many times. He does feel like a Hornets pick.
1: It does. I mean, I I tell you, I've been dreaming about it. It's been, it's been, I wouldn't say haunting. It's just something, Abaji comes to me in my dreams and he's got a Hornets hat on. (laughs) And so I I believe it. I think it's going to happen. Um, And I wouldn't, you know, if Abaji suits up for the Hornets next season, I think there are better scenarios for the Hornets in this draft, but it wouldn't be that wouldn't be what I would qualify as a disaster scenario. For me, disaster scenario is an AJ Griffin situation where they take a player with a lot of offensive upside with very little defensive upside. I mean, you just at some point an organization has to have an awareness of what they've drafted in the past and and what that's led to in terms of the construction of their team. I would like them to start looking at players that pride themselves on the defensive end because that's what this team lacks, a pride on the defensive end. It's not It's not that the players on this, this team as it's currently constructed have limitations physically on the defensive end. Uh, now, you know, certainly down low, yeah, Mason Plumlee's not like an athletic shot blocker. They've got to find that. But th- there are players on this team that could be great defensive players and have simply chosen not to to this point. I would like to see them drafts and players that it's clear they've chosen to be great defensive players so far.
0: Yeah, you talk about the one translatable skill. I do think Abaji is going to be a, a pretty good shooter. But if you make if you look at the splits in college, I mean, you can divvy, uh, divvy those up in halves. And one, he shot really well. One half, he didn't. The defense has kind of been like so-so as far as the team, the the team defense rotating, but maybe those are things you feel like can be fixed. I don't think he's a creative ball handler. I don't think he's necessarily the best passer in the world. You are looking for three and D from him, and the three-point shot was streaky in college, and the defense needs to be coached up. So it's like, all right, I, and he's an older prospect. So I would rather go for a bunch of different, uh, I'd rather go for a couple of other names. Doug, you like Tari Eason though, right? Like this is somebody that you're kind of interested in too that may have fallen out of favor with some of the workouts. Um, but also, you know, Tari, I think during some media availability said that his agent and Charlotte have been in contact. He worked out for the Hornets. How would you feel about a really athletic guy? Huge. Um, but, and, and defensively has some good numbers. I, I think some of those are fake, but some of this profiles into, I, I do. What, what do you think about Tari Eason?
1: Uh, I think that you know, crazy motor flies all over the floor. Explosive athlete has has a lot of those things. And the big question around Tari Eason is is can he put all of those things together and actually go out there and have a good basketball game? You know, in terms of IQ, in terms of being where he needs to be. Because you know, you can in in college. A lot of a lot of people in the know will tell you, like in college you can get away with flying all over the floor on the defensive end and making these crazy plays because the offensive talent isn't as you know as high as you're going to face off against the NBA. The offensive schemes aren't even crazy complicated. So on defense, you can get away with that. But then when it comes to the NBA, you've got to be a lot smarter on the defensive end because if you try to make some of those plays, these offenses with ball movement, with athleticism, with getting by you are going to embarrass you. So that's the big question with Tari Eason. I don't see him as like somebody who comes in and immediately contributes. Uh, and he's already older. He's twenty he's over twenty-one at this point. So yeah, that that'd transfer. be yeah. yeah, I mean, that'd be a tough one for me. I mean, Tari Eason, I, I think there's a lot I- in the right system, there there's a lot of opportunity for Tari Eason to be a good player. I don't really ever see him being like a, a superstar or even a star. So that's that's my read on Tari Eason.
0: Well, yeah, and just to finish up, the the defensive stats I talked about like kind of being fake. I just think he leaves his man a lot. And I, I think uh, so I'm saying, it, and that, right. That will right get what you're you saying, exactly. If
1: you can't make that adjustment, and if you're gonna bring in Dan Tony and and there's already gonna be some questions about the defensive end of the floor in terms of schematics mm-hmm. and different things like that, if you're leaving him alone out there to figure out the NBA game, then I'm really scared about Atari Easton. I think you've gotta you've gotta target players who come in with already a, a pretty good instinct about how to play team defense. There are better um, options.
0: All right. Do you want to get to your second round prospects even more so? We mentioned them yesterday, yeah. but we didn't really get a chance to break them down. And so we haven't the this names, whole time. It's been a yeah, blind spot for
1: us, but and not for lack of trying, but simply because <laughs> yes. there's been okay. so much other news that we felt like yeah. we needed to get to that the second round has gotten um, short. Is it short shrifted or short shifted?
0: I where does the R come from? I don't even know what shrifted means. Am I dumb? What? <laughs> did I just make? Did
1: I just make up? A, so it's short shifted
0: Yes.
1: I, I don't know. I don't know. I can just you like be normally this, shrifted? Oh, I want to look it up. Short? No, it is. It is short shrift. It what is, is a shrift? rapid? I'm. I swear to you. Okay. See, I was right on this. Okay. Rap, um, a Rapid and unsympathetic dismissal or curt treatment. The judge gave short shrift to an argument based. It's not short shifted. It's short shrifted. I, and that's what the second round has been.
0: I guess I'm I'm dumbfounded. I didn't know that that was a word, but there you go. So you think, what There's what is being short that. shrifted <laughs> here that you mentioned? I forgot why you even brought that up.
1: Uh, I brought it up because that's what the second round oh, has second been. Oh, second round.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's been short shrifted. Mm-hmm. So let's get into this uh, second round name. Some, some guys that I like, if you want to bring up any names, you know, to me, you've got the Hornets have the forty fifth pick. It's middle of the second round. This is an opportunity that I think the Hornets can utilize to take a chance on a player. We've seen, we've seen uh, Mitch Kupchak do some work in the second round. So if you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna try. Honestly, I, I just feel like he's he has enough uh, credibility with the second round selection that I'm gonna trust uh, who they look at here. And they've brought enough players in that I feel like they, they you know, they may have gotten a, a look at a player like Patrick Baldwin Jr. or Max Christie. And decided, hey, we want to take a chance on one of these young players, both of those guys, nineteen years old. Baldwin Jr. is obviously the most interesting because Walker, you you kind of have the, the big story on this. But Baldwin Jr. came in to col- or to college, goes to Milwaukee, could have gone to like a you know triple A program, decides to go to Milwaukee. Uh, and and came in with a lot of expectations and did not meet those expectations.
0: It it was just – it could not have been more of a disaster year. Like, it it really could not have been. And he goes there because his dad was the coach. Now it's actually Bart Lundy. So if you're based in Charlotte, you might know he – coached Queens to unbelievable records I I I know Bart Lundy really well he's an awesome coach he's gonna do phenomenal with the Panthers and he of course is spearheading the Patrick Baldwin movement hey go ahead and take him even if he didn't coach him but already embracing that Milwaukee lifestyle and we know that this was somebody really talented in high school, but just it, it went so poorly for him. And the combine, Doug. Like that's the thing. Maybe you could regain some of that reputation, but awful numbers at the combine, too. He he's tall, has a good shooting stroke. It it he looks on the court like all this should come together, but then it doesn't. And I think that's why. Yeah he's sliding to the point where i could he go undrafted i people are talking about him like that's a possibility um injury yeah, injuries so were a factor
1: name. in that in yep. that first year True. but 69 220 as you said i mean the physical tools are all there and, and you would be betting um, and that's that's the weird part about it it was like you'd be betting that everything your eyes have seen to this point have have deceived you and that's a really at least on the stat sell. sheet,
0: right? Like at least at least yeah. the the stats are lying and what you're seeing on the court. Thirty-four
1: percent from the field, twenty-six point six percent from bad. three. Yeah. Seventy four percent from the lines, not bad, but twelve no. points, f- six rebounds. Again, these were just so underwhelming for for a kid. in seemed- horizon
0: league, by the way. In the horizon league. like this isn't Jalen Williams playing in the West, you know, like this it, yeah, it was bad. But man, he's let's talented. get to
1: it. Let's get to another popular name uh, on on YouTube, on social media. And that's Kai Soto, seven foot two inches, maybe seven foot three inches. He's super tall. He's from the Philippines. He would be the first uh, Filipino born player to get drafted and play in the NBA he has spent some time in the United States playing AAU basketball and then wanted to go to the G League Ignite to play there, but couldn't join the bubble season because of some. there were some COVID issues that didn't allow him to join the bubble season that the G League Ignite did, and then... Couldn't enter the draft because of when he graduated high school, so he ends up going to play overseas. He ends up in the NBL, which is the Australian Basketball League with the Adelaide 36ers. Extremely tall, extremely agile. A lot, a lot to love on the uh, on the offensive side of the floor. I mean, the stuff that he does, I've just been watching a lot of video of him the past couple of days, and he can finish with his left, can finish with his right. I've seen some post moves that look – Uh, sort of old school. Some some nifty post moves that he's made. The shooting is kind of there. Uh, so a lot to like offensively, but a lot of questions. I think defensively, body, you know, is 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 can it can it take a can it take a beating in the NBA? You know, I I think that's where uh, people are having some hesitancy with Soto.
0: Well, well, and just kind of allowing that to transition us into the second round centers. I I think. Part of the problem is the second round centers are going to go before 45. So Walker Kessler could fall into the second round. I don't think he's going to fall to 45, despite people being very out on him. I, I don't think that that would, I, I still don't think he's going to last that long. Like an Ishmael Kamagate, I, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Um, This is a rim runner, really athletic. You know, he's kind of got the center body. Uh, I, I think that would be a great pick at 45, but now he's even kind of getting some late first round, early second round love to the point where I don't think he's going to last, you know, I really like that. Look, I I love him. I really do. He's right in that area where the Hornets just can't take him unless there's some kind of trade. Um, so I don't think he's going to last that long. The the one name I do think is, is going to be realistically available at 45 that I do like at the center spot, Doug Jalen Williams out of Arkansas. I, Not, I think
1: it's a, that's Jalen with the I
0: well, with a Y with a Y. Yeah. 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 Oh. So, so J a Y okay, L I N Jalen yeah, Williams yeah. at Santa Clara is J a L E N. Give oh, me uh, a yeah. lot of Williams,
1: a yeah. lot of Jalen's it's gets, <laughs> it gets very confusing.
0: Um, I, I was watching his film the other day, like that guy, I, I don't think he tested well at the combine in some respects. He's 6'10, but cares. Talk about a nice motor. Um, I, I just think his passing ability is through the roof, too. Like there was one, there was one play I was watching where he gets the ball in the short corner, somebody's cutting opposite. He goes behind his back and just puts it on the money, a behind the back bounce pass. And I was like, goodness gracious, this guy has fantastic vision coming out of that um center spot. I think he's got enough mobility to stay in front of anybody that he'll be guarding down low. I, I like Jalen Williams a lot. At forty-five, and I think that's the most realistic option, right? No Coloco, no Kessler, no Kamagati. I think you're talking about Jalen Williams possibly being there.
1: If if you don't want to take a chance on Kai Soto, and I and I haven't seen a ton of these deeper mock drafts that have him in the second round, although second round mocks to me are just crapshoots. Like you're just playing oh, putting yeah. names in there. Yeah, like Kai Soto sure. could easily go in the second round. And if the Hornets are interested in taking that chance on Soto um you you know uh, they'd have a whole they'd have an entire country behind that pick um you're you're adding an entire fan base because the 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 people in the philippines love the idea of kai soto making it and i'll tell you something else about kai soto like if you look at his body in when he was in the states playing aau like i watched some video and compared to now he has put on a lot of weight and so I, i think the body can get better and it just seems like this is a kid that wants it so bad, wants his dream to come true, and it just feels like you'd be drafting someone that passes the wants it test by leaps and bounds and would look to continue to improve his game. Uh, the, the words you get on Kai Soto is that he's open to being coached. He wa- Again, he wants to realize this dream. I think it could be worth the risk. I'll give you one more name in the second round in the center position, and that's Orlando Robinson. You know anything about this kid out of yeah. Fresno State?
0: Yeah, uh kind of the same thing, right? Not necessarily all that mobile, you know, maybe some offensive game to him where it's more so the traditional post uh post threat that he could provide. Um well, yeah, I don't pretty- know how many I'm, I'm trying to look yeah. and see
1: how many three point shots he took, but the percentages look good. I mean, it is so he would be an older player, seven feet tall, two hundred and thirty-five pounds. This is a this is a beefy boy. Yeah. And uh he played three seasons at Fresno State. Uh, It rose his three point percentage rose from 25 to 33 to 35 by his junior season. His points per game went from 12 to 14.6 to 19.4 turnovers kind of an issue, but uh, blocking a steal a game in his junior season. I mean, the stats in his junior season look really good. I mean, 19 points yeah, 48% from the field. That's not terribly efficient for, for big, but at the same time, I mean, you know, you're talking about second round, talking about taking chances. Uh Orlando Robinson could be another name.
0: I, I it's an interesting question to ask. What are the chances number forty five I mean, is, ha, is he on the roster next year? Not not this following year, but is he on the roster oh, yeah. the year following? Yeah, it's gonna yeah, be Yeah, it's a
1: total project. Again, James book Knight, JT Thor, uh Kai Jones, they've got to work all of these players that they yeah. didn't get an opportunity to work into the roster last season. They've got to start working these guys in the rotation or trade them uh, one or the other. And so, yeah, you, you're 45s. You're talking about guys that are going to be playing in the G League, playing for the Swarm.
0: Do you want to go player-hater comps to take us home today before the the I have draft? one
1: more. I have one more that I I'd okay. like to share. So if you've got them, why don't Please you do. just rattle them off?
0: Okay. You've got one more player-hater comp. I got you. I, I thought you were talking about one second-round prospect. Okay. No, I um, have one more player-hater Okay, so a lot of these I get from the ringer because Kevin O'Connor will put player comparisons galore. Sometimes he makes them pretty funny, which is interesting. But Jalen Williams, my guy, this is Santa Clara Jalen Williams, who I would like as a Charlotte Hornet, possibly a 13 and 15. He compared, Kevin O'Connor, compared Jalen Williams to OG Ananobi. Now I have a few here. Do you like OG ain't nobody? <laughs> OG Ananobi? B. That's a, six, uh, a sick burn. That's a or burn. do you like OG and a no B? Which one do you like better? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think the third one. I'm gonna go with the third one. No okay. All right. All, one. All right. That's I my think I'm playing hater a different comp. game. I just realized I think I've been playing a different game. I've you forgotten have been. how to play the player hater comps. I've been just going off of their name and not off of the comp name. So I've got I've got one more on Shaden Sharp. That's uh, fine. That's not the game, but it's the game that I've decided to play. And that's um, just player-hater uh, names. Uh, and that's Shaden Sharp, more like Afraid to Playden Sharp.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's unique, sense too. Sense that's pretty sense tough. Sense Even if you're walking away with one, might be the best one. I don't feel as good about these as I have in the past because basically we're throwing them together in the last 15 minutes. Completely forgot. Um, EJ Liddell out of Ohio State. There's a P.J. Washington comparison, but also there's a Paul Millsap comparison. I would say coming out of college, EJ Liddell is more like Paul still crap. That's what I would say. (laughs) Not very good. Not not EJ Liddell. I don't want him. That's um Jaden And And, uh, by the way, by the way, if any
1: of these players actually end up with a Hornets hat on at the end of the night, we don't mean any of this. We're just fooling around we
0: mean zero. EJ Liddell, I actually loved your game in college. Um please don't at me, bro. Okay. Jaden Hardy. He was compared to Cam Thomas. Coming out of LSU, kind of the same, just chucking shots up. Actually, it's a really good comparison. They are here to shoot, baby. They are going to let it fly. I don't know if he's more Cam Thomas or Sham Thomas. That's a sick burn. I think he's more of a Sham Thomas. You nailed it. Last one, Kennedy Chandler. (laughs) This one's gonna be so bad, but I'm putting it out there. I'm getting it, I'm getting it out there. All right, Kennedy Chandler, point guard out of Tennessee. He's falling a little bit, so I still like him though. Um, not in this game though. Player hater comp. Jameer Nelson has been a comparison for him. I don't think he's Jameer Nelson, Doug. I think he's more like give him a jeer, Nelson.
1: Sorry about that. That's a bad mistake.
0: <laughs> we're gonna end on that one that'll do up. it for your player hater comps <laughs> here on the locked on <laughs> hornets podcast that's it's, it's, it's uh, you
1: know that that segment okay. should end on something like that i feel like i feel for like sure. that's it needs the player hater comps need to end on something
0: it awful. it wasn't as bad i think as my kelly ubra comparison one time where i compared that name to smelly Oop spray. it's not as bad <laughs> as that one <laughs> <laughs> and he did end up as a hornet yeah he did sorry yeah Tsunami hopefully. poppy yeah oh man are they that gonna keep so him
1: better. just this has nothing to do with the draft. but you think kelly does kelly you in a hornets uniform game one of the regular season
0: i don't know i'll say no
1: <laughs> oh great <laughs> perfect
0: is that strong analysis <laughs> feel like it was pretty strong. No, definitely not. No Kelly Oubre on here. All right. I will be joining locked on NBA. I'll be back on with Doug later on after the draft 13 and 15. What the hell are the Hornets going to do? I'm not sure they know at the time we're going to release this spot. I don't even know if we have a head coach yet. I, I, nobody knows anything about the Charlotte Hornets, but we will be there to talk about it. I'll also be on with Nick Carboni, WCNC, going to be on all over the place. So make sure you check us out. Yep. Making the rounds big time. Follow us on Twitter. Doug Branson, L-O-H, Walker Mail show handle at Lockdown Hornets. Now, thanks for making us your first listen every single day. Make your second listen Lockdown NBA Big Board. They're going to do a tremendous job covering the NBA draft. Also, Lockdown and yay going through the draft as it comes about live. Richard Stamen, Raphael Barlow, uh, going to have a lot of the different hosts, a part of the network on involved with that show. They're going to get you up to date on everything taking place. It's free and it's available wherever you get your pods. We'll see you in a few on the Lockdown Hornets podcast.